Well, praise God. We're excited about what God's doing. Amen. And we're talking about Jesus this uh, season. Amen. We need to keep focus on Jesus. We talked about uh, Jesus last week, and we're going to talk about Jesus this week. And and uh, we need to stay focused on Jesus. Amen. He needs to be the reason for every season. And God is so good. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Matthew 2. Let's look at verses 1 and 2. And uh, we're focused on worshiping the king, worshiping the king this month. And um, and there's different ways we can worship God. Last week we talked about worshiping uh, Jesus with our hands raised up, worshiping the Lord with our hands raised up and ministering and worshiping out of our mouths. Praise God. And this week we're going to go a little deeper this this week. Praise God. Now, look at look at Matthew two, verse one and two. It says, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, of the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. Underline that come to worship him. Amen. So, you know, these were magi. These were wise men that traveled from the east. And in my studies, they traveled almost 900 miles to worship Jesus. Amen. And uh, some of you may have just came across town. May, you may have, may have spent 15 minutes in the car and thought that was a long drive. And, uh, but think about these wise men going, you know, you know, headed towards Jesus, following the star. And, um, and 900 miles, that's pretty a long distance. And so you know that they were committed. I'm going to say this to you today. If you are going to be a worshiper of God, you're going to have to be committed to worship. You're going to have to worship when you don't feel like worshiping. You're going to have to be committed to worship when things aren't going the way you think they should go. You just need to be a worshiper. Amen. Can I get an amen there? And so uh, we're talking about worship this morning. And uh, let's look at Matthew 2 and let's drop down to uh, verse 9. It says, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, they uh, behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And I want to stop there for a moment. Think about this. The wise men rejoice with exceedingly great joy. Another translation uh, says this way, that they were overjoyed. Praise God. They were overjoyed because they saw the star and they knew that the Christ was being born. God revealed some information to the wise men and, and revealed to them that, that a Savior was coming into this earth to save mankind from our sins. Praise God. And, you know, this morning, you got, you know, we are in the Christmas season and, you know, we need to look at ourselves and are we full of joy? Do we have the joy of the Lord? Are we overjoyed about our relationship with God? Do we have the joy of the Lord? Man, if you do have the joy, notify your face. Amen. Notify your face if you have the joy of the Lord. Some of you are like, look like you've been sucking on a dill pickle all your life. 
And so we have to notify, praise God. Hallelujah. Notify our faith. So we see here they were overjoyed. And, you know, there's many reasons why we should have joy. Jesus said he came to give us life and to give it to us less abundantly so we can take a vow of poverty. No, he didn't say that. Praise God. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly. Glory to God. More abundantly of life. Jesus will give you more abundance of life. His word will give you that life. Glory to God. We need to start. We need to meditate in his word and look at his word. And Jesus is the word incarnate. Glory to God. And so I would have to say if you're down or if you're depressed today, you are low on the word. You are low on Jesus. And you know what joy stands for, right? Jesus, you know, acronym, Jesus on you. Joy. Okay, you get it on the way home. So Jesus on you. J-O, okay. Uh, Praise the Lord. Amen. How many people can spell out here? I mean, (laughs) glory to God. Amen. So Jesus is on us, the hope of glory. Amen. So, you know, the joy that Jesus, I believe Jesus walked in the joy of the Lord. I know sometimes he's depicted in movies as being a sad Jesus. But yes, but I believe that when he walked with his disciples, he had joy. Praise God. Now, I believe when he went to the cross and, you know, days going to the cross, I know that he had some tough days. But I believe our Jesus is the joyful Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so we need to we need to rejoice in the fact that he has given us life and has given it to us more abundantly. We need to rejoice in the fact that, 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 yes, it's great that the devils are subject to us in Jesus' name, but we need to rejoice that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So we have something to look for, to look forward to, and that's heaven. Praise God. Amen. This is not our home. There's going to be times when we just don't feel it down here because we're not in heaven yet. But I, I don't know about you, but I'm heaven bound. Glory to God. Amen. And we need to be heaven bound. Amen. Look at Ephesians one, verse three. It says here. Chapter one, it says here, uh, it says here, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Amen. Not that, you know, we don't need to be trying to get our blessings. We are already blessed with the blessings. I think sometimes some of us, we're trying to wait for the breakthrough. You're trying to look for when is the breakthrough? No, you already have the breakthrough. Jesus broke through when he went to the cross and he was raised from the dead. Glory to God. So Jesus broke through for us. We need to walk out the breakthrough life. Glory to God. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So we need to be aware of that we've been blessed with every uh, spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Look at this. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Notice that he says we should be holy. That word holy is... is You know, some of us think holy is being without sin, but really holy is being set apart for God's use. 
God has set us apart for his use. Glory to God. And so really, he has set us apart so we could walk in his love. Glory to God. Look at that. Just as he chose us before the foundational world, that we should be holy, set apart, without blame. You know, we are without blame today. Glory to God. You know, yes, we are Christians. And praise God, our sins are forgiven. And so we have the blood of Jesus constantly washing and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. Praise God. Amen. We're not just sinners that, that are forgiven. Well, we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The enemy will try to beat us up at times. And when we miss it or when we don't miss the, when we miss the mark at times, when we sin, the enemy wants to make us feel like a sinner. But you're not a sinner. You are a saved person by the blood of Jesus. And praise God, it's your believing that makes you saved. Glory to God. Amen. So he says, just as he chose us before him in the foundation world, that we should be holy without blame in him in love, having predestined us to an adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself. We are the children of God. Think about that. We, we have sonship rights in Christ. That means that we can partake of everything that heaven has. All the promises of God are no and maybe. No, no. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? These are the, you may be saying, but where's the promise, Pastor? I've been praying and I've been believing. Just wait upon the Lord. Amen. Yes. Just wait. The Bible says, do not grow weary in doing well. If you faint not, if you don't give up, if you don't lose heart, you will reap the blessing. Yes. Amen. Don't look at the circumstances. Look at the promises. Focus on the promises of God's word. Don't focus on the things that you can't change. Focus on the promises. Allow the promises of God's word to change you. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? Focus on Jesus. This is what we're talking about this month is focusing on Jesus. Glory to God. And so we see here that we have been predestined uh, to be adopted as sons in Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace. This is really key right here, by which he made us acceptable in the beloved. I'm going to say to you today, if you have Jesus in your heart, you are acceptable. If you if you receive Jesus as your personal savior, it doesn't matter how many times you miss it or sin. You are acceptable in God's eyes. God has not rejected you. He has accepted you. Glory to God. We are accepted in the beloved of God, saints. Amen. There's no reason for us to be downcast. There's no reason for us to be depressed. We are accepted in God. God has accepted each one of us with our flaws. He knew what he was getting when he got you. I know there are some of you that say, man, I got so many problems. Hey, he knew what he was getting when he got you. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to say this. Jesus doesn't give up easy. 
In other words, Jesus is not going to give up on you. Yes, you may have missed it. You may have done some wrong things. You may have said some wrong things. You may have sinned last week. But Jesus will walk with you and walk with you out of the valley of the shadow of death. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? My Jesus will never forsake me and he will never leave. He's not a forsaking Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He is with us today. The hope of glory. We need to start thanking God. We need to be overjoyed, praise God, for what he has done for us. And what he has done and the promises that he has for us. Glory to God. So we see that, that we are accepted in the beloved. God accepts us with all our flaws. Glory to God. Isn't that good news today? Amen. Amen. That means we're not perfect. We don't have to try to be perfect every day. All we have to do is try to walk up right before the Lord. Thank God the Bible says a good man will fall seven times, but he will rise back up again. Glory to God. Amen. Quit looking at your circumstances and start looking at the promises of God. Glory to God. God's working on your situation. Look at your name and say, God's working on you. (laughs) Amen. I like that bumper sticker that says, God is not through with me yet. (laughs) I love that bumper sticker because God is working on us because, you know, really, I believe we're a masterpiece in progress. Glory to God. Amen. So in him, we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of of his grace. So we have redemption through his blood. We have been bought out of darkness. We've been bought off the slave block, if I may. And we are now in a new kingdom. Praise God. And that's the kingdom of God's dear son's love. Glory to God. We're in his love this morning. Praise God. As long as we continue to walk in love towards God, love towards others. Oh, we're going to see the blessings of God on our lives. You believe that today? Praise God. God is awesome. Somebody shout glory if you believe that. We should be overjoyed with understanding our Father's blessings upon us. Glory to God. He has blessed us with with so many blessings. Now let's look at Matthew 2 again. Praise God. I'm just trying to get you a little stirred up this morning. Get, Get you excited about how great our God is and what he has done for each one of us. Praise God. Amen. Now look at Matthew 2, and we're going to focus on verse 11. It says, And and when they had come into the house, talking about the Magi, uh, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened up their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they traveled over 900 miles to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can't, listen, when you give glory to God, God will give you glory back. When you, when you start blessing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the blessings will come back. Hallelujah. How you walk in God is like a mirror. It comes back to you. You walk in truth, truth comes back to you. You walk in crookedness, crookedness comes back to you. It's like a mirror, praise God. Somebody say, I'm walking in the truth. I'm walking in the truth. 
Amen. So as you walk in the truth, and so as they, as they sought out Jesus, and they opened up their treasures, they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gift of gold is interesting, and some theologians have studied this out, and, and they, they say gold is representation of Jesus' kingship. Whenever there were kings... There was always gold related to the kings. Amen. And so the gold they brought was a representation of Jesus's kingship. Plus, they probably the gold probably financed them for the trip for Egypt, maybe for the rest of their lives. We don't know how much gold that they brought. See, God knows how to take care of you. God knew how to take care of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He had he had wise men bring in gold to the family. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? And so so Jesus was financed heavenly when he came into this earthly realm. Praise God. And so we see that we see frankincense and frankincense was used in worship in the Old Testament. And they used that as as a worship. And it it was like an incense that came up like a smoke that came up. And um, it represents worship, which signifies Jesus's um, Jesus's divinity. That we worship Jesus. And so, and so uh, when they brought in the frankincense, it was a sign that Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's God in the flesh. And so it, it represents, again, his divinity. Amen. Praise God. And then we see um, the spice that they use, uh, which, which was normally, which was myrrh, was used normally. If you study it out, you'll find that it was used in burials. And so really, uh, it signified Jesus's death and, and his suffering. And they used myrrh to mix it up when, you know, they knew him, used that as a, as a solution to put on the bodies of dead people. So really, that represents Jesus's humanity. Praise God. Isn't that awesome this morning? How, how just, just the little things always bring it back to Jesus. So we're talking about Jesus this morning. And so Jesus, we need to focus on, on Jesus as being our Lord and Savior. So I want to talk to you about giving this morning. You know, they gave their treasures. And the Bible says where our treasure is, our heart will be also. And so we have to ask ourselves this morning, are we giving our treasures to God? Are we giving out of a heart of love and our treasures to God? You know, we give because God first, you know, we love because God first loved us. And so really the greatest scripture, I would say, in the entire Bible on giving is John three sixteen. That's probably the greatest scripture that um, that you could, you know, even imagine for, for what God has done for us. And John three sixteen says it this way. For God so loved the world that he thought about our pain. No, it doesn't say that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we see this, that God really, if you think about our Heavenly Father, He is a wonderful Heavenly Father. And what He did was He gave His very best, His Son, Jesus. He, see, God will never ask you to give something uh, that He wouldn't do first Himself. 
And so what did, what did God do? He gave his very best, his son Jesus, so that we could have a relationship with God Almighty. Isn't that wonderful today? So that we could have a relationship with him. And so, and so I, I think sometimes, you know, some of you, I know a lot of you are givers and praise God. You guys are, 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 are givers and, 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 and generous, play, praise God. But there's some of you that may not be and there might be reasons behind why you don't give like you need to give. And really, it's, it's scriptural. And we're going to talk about just briefly a little bit about the tithe this morning and how, how God expects us to tithe back to him. Glory to God. How the tithe belongs to God. That's given him glory in our finances. The Bible says this to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. In other words, all your earning capacities. Amen. We need to love God with everything. There shouldn't, shouldn't be any idol in our life. And so really, I think sometimes some of us are nervous about giving. We, 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 we see what we got and we look at our bills and we say, I don't know how it's going to meet. And sometimes I think fear holds us back from giving to God. Would you say that? That could be true. Fear, I, I believe everybody loves God. But I believe that fear holds us back from giving God what he deserves. And so we're going to focus on some scriptures this morning, hopefully to help you to break that spirit of fear off you so you can be a generous giver. Glory to God. Amen. So let's look at Proverbs chapter three. Let's look at and this was written by Solomon, one of the most wisest kings that God has raised up uh, in Israel. And so I don't know about you, but if you're going to if you want to be, you know, well off and you want to be blessed so you can be a blessing, then you may want to study the book that was written by a man that was the wealthiest man in the world at that time. You might want to study the book of Proverbs. Amen. Well, that's a weak amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Proverbs 3, look at verse 5 here. It says here, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, praise God. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You see, a lot of times we are trying to figure it out ourselves. A lot of times we're trying to figure out our own finances. We're trying to figure out how to make it work. We're trying to figure out how to make ends meet. And what, what the Lord is saying, he's saying here, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Put your trust and confidence in my ability to open grace doors for you. Are you here? Put your trust and confidence in me, not in your ability to earn a living, not in your boss. Don't put your faith and confidence in the government check, but put your faith and confidence in God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We need to trust God. I think the enemy is constantly working against the Christian and keeping the Christian from really trusting God like we should. 
Amen. You know, you, you, you're looking at your circumstances and, and you've been believing God. Things don't seem to be changing. And you're like, it's not working. It's not work. what we need to do is we need to look for God. We need to start digging close for God. That's why we're going to be fasting for 21 days, because we're going to be seeking God. We're going to be seeking wisdom. We're going to be seeking direction. The most important thing you can get from God is direction. Know what he wants you to do. And the next most important thing is timing. Know when he wants you to do it. And when you have direction, timing, you have success in God. Amen. Some of us might need to maybe start fasting a little early. Glory to God. Some of you are dealing with situations that you don't, you're coming up against a wall. You don't know how to get over that wall, but you need to seek God. You need to start seeking his wisdom. And when God gives you wisdom, he'll bring you over that wall, bring you through that wall. Are you listening to me today, saints? Amen. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and God will give it to you. But we have to have hearing ears to hear what the spirit is saying. And sometimes our ears are so full of what the enemy's trying to put in there that we can't even hear God. That's why we need to slow down. Wait upon the Lord. Get some direction from God. Glory to God. We must trust the Lord with our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. Like one translation puts it, he shall make our crooked paths straight. I like that because, you know, you might be on a crooked path today. It it may seem crooked to you by your by how you're seeing it. Things aren't working. The kids aren't acting right. You know, The, 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 the bills are coming in. You know, the relationships are deteriorating. And you're saying things don't seem to be working. Right. We're we're analyzing that by mind, but we need to learn to pray and get close to God and start seeking the deep things of God. God will give us the wisdom. Who told you it's not working? Who told you your prayers aren't working? The enemy circumstances. But listen again, if you don't grow weary in doing well, you will reap if you faint not. Don't cast away your confidence, the Bible says, for all you need is patience. And after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. You believe that? Praise God. God's not slack concerning his promises, the Bible says. He's not a man that he shall lie or son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, he will do it. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So we have to trust the Lord, lean not on our own understanding, in our ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct our paths. And it says here, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. See, what the enemy will try to do is when we're in that time where we don't know what's going on and things don't seem to be working right in our families or things are working right, the enemy wants to get us to escape, you know, into sin maybe or to move away from God. We need to be very careful that the enemy doesn't try to push us into doing the wrong things. Praise God. In other words, taking matters in our own hands. In other words, we need to put the matter in God's hands. Sometimes one of the best things we can do when we're under pressure, when the enemy's working, the best thing we can do is lay back and rest in the Lord. 
Sometimes I think we're struggling and we're striving and we're trying to make things work. And the Bible, Bible says this, and King David actually said this in the Psalms. He said he has weaned himself like a child. We need, we, need to be, we need to be weaned like a child. In other words, we need to be comfortable in the arms of Jesus. Not trying to struggle, but casting our cares on the Lord. For he careth for us. He cares for you this morning. He is a big God, no matter what you're dealing with. No matter what you're going through. He cares for you this morning. And he's, he's in the process of getting the answer to you. Daniel, we fasted 20 and one days seeking for an answer from God. It did not seem like God heard him. And he said, I'm going to go on a fast. I'm going to go on a seafood diet. Oh, if I just seafood, I eat it. No, he said that he said that he was going to go on a fast until he till he heard from God. And when the angel came to him on the 21st day, he, he just let uh, he, he just let Daniel know that that God heard him on the first day of his prayer. And that and that answer was dispatched the first day. God's answer is on the way, folks. God's answer to your situation and to your problem is on the way. Do you believe that today? We need not lean on our understanding. Trust him. Say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, God. I trust you today. Praise God. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.